1: Uh, is it 272 or is it 273? Because 272 should have happened last week. Oh, okay.
0: Uh, hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 273 of What nope. Did You Watch This Week? My name is two. Mike. Because we didn't have 272. Hmm. No, I'm done, though. My name is
1: Mike. My name is John. You're done? That's it? You're quitting the podcast?
0: No, no, no. I'm done with my intro. Oh, oh, I see. Yeah, the intro's done. The intro is done how's it going buddy oh it's going okay Um, yeah it's about right yeah it's uh yeah there's a lot going on but no show last week because we went camping well you went camping i didn't go. yeah yeah i I went camping that's right i went i i did the camping Mm.
1: so just further proof that you know camping happens camping does happen But surprisingly, um, like we didn't have a lot to talk about the week before you went camping, and nope. we we've kind of been on a downhill slide for stuff to talk about. But then sure have between, between last week and this week? Holy Christ! Like I've watched a ton.
0: Yeah, definitely picked up
1: a number of new shows. Um, a number of shows that. Uh, since I was the only one watching them, I just blew through a lot of it. Um, damn, there was a lot.
0: Yeah, I watched a couple new shows. I watched um, four new shows apparently. Nice. Um, and I got uh, I got a lot of movies in. I got six I, I movies got, in. I got four movies in. Well, four and a half. I got six movies in, and they're all new movies. Oh wow! That's the other thing. Like they're all they're all new movies. So eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, 14, 15,
1: 16, 17, 18, 19 And apparently, we uh, shared nineteen trailers with each other. Holy shit! Did we really?
2: <laughs> huh.
0: Yeah. It's a lot of I mean, trailers. It's, it's still a lot of trailers. It is. It is. It's, um, it's hot in here. Yeah. I'm in the dining room. There's no AC in the dining room. My fan on me.
1: I, uh, I got my AC going and I got my, uh, my fan going
0: under the desk, blowing up on my balls. So. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. It
0: sounds, uh, Comfortable. Delect, delectable? No. But comfortable, yes. I said comfortable. <coughs> but I knew what you were thinking. Uh, okay. Alright, let's it. jump into it. <clears throat> Why don't you talk about Legends of Tomorrow?
1: Oh, Legends of Tomorrow. This is Gus. Um, that was the only episode, right?
0: Yeah, there was only one, I believe. Yeah. That's this all I Gus. have listed.
1: Um... So I I liked and disliked this episode. Um, There were some good parts. There were some bad parts. It's legend. So, of course, it's just great. Um, at, at the end of the last episode, we had seen that, you know, Zari and Barad were going to let Nate um, use their totem <clears throat> bracelets to go visit the other Zari and they yep. could have like a coitus while inside there because apparently that's a thing and you know what it's legend so of course it's a thing like there, there's no need to explain the mysticism they were just like yeah here you go and uh so now nate can date his zari uh, yep. just hopping in there but you know now we see that bayrod and this zari are kind of like skeezed out by it because they never know which one he's in you know which bracelet he's in and when he's going to pop out. So they're like, just think about it. He's like doing the deed on your wrist right now. Um, yep. But they end up going back to, um, the filming of a stoner buddy comedy show. And I can't remember the name of it. Cause it was weird. I always wanted it to be different. Cause it just, didn't
0: Bud, make sense. Uh, it's Bud It's
1: Bud Stye. Yes. Which uh, I'm assuming is like some kind of stoner joke,
0: reference. I, I believe. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, And an alien like this was what made Bayrod love life uh, because he saw somebody of his own ethnic background on screen, made him realize that he could be something in life that he could do more. And this is what prompted him to uh, run away from home and take the totem and break out on his own, defying his parents' wishes for him to go be like a corporate exec type person. And uh, so – an alien pops in here and it's like this baby alien. Uh, it's like a Gus Durant or something like that. That's why they call him Gus. And he imprints on the director and they start rewriting the show around that alien character, which starts changing the timeline so that Beyrod becomes a corporate executive by the end of it. And it's, uh, it's another one of these. We had that one with, um, where nate and oh god uh brandon routh's character um, they took george lucas out of the timeline wasn't it or was it steven spielberg and as a result they never got their movies so they never turned into nerds and so it's, yep. it's a similar episode to that you know so bayrod keeps changing and they're like no we've got to change this back and he's like no i like who i am now i'm powerful i'm executive." Uh, <clears throat> Of course, in the end, they take the baby away and they get the show put back the way that it was, and Rob becomes himself. And then the B story that we've got going there is that um, Mick drops in on his daughter to say hi and
0: she's pregnant. And so. And Nick, you know, and sorry, Rory acted in a very rational way. <laughs> well, I
1: mean, in, in true Mick fashion. <laughs> right seems like he's going to uh kill the guy you know and his daughter has a comical exchange there with ava where she's like oh yeah he took a lot of interest in my boyfriend he wanted to know like his jogging schedule and uh when he'd be in his dorm room and blah blah, blah. like yeah he's stalking him he's going to kill him and sarah's like yeah, yeah as an assassin you get recon on the person but yeah Nick basically goes and has a heart-to-heart with him he showed up to kill him but then they have a talk and he's like you know i just want you to do my girl right um he, he's basically setting himself up to be off the show because he wants to be a better guy. He wants to be uh, a good person. I thought it was very nice that they added in the nod where uh, she met this guy in her women's studies class. And the guy's like, yeah, well, as if I'm not going to listen to advice from the man who created some of the most compelling female characters in literature in this century. Based on. Right. You know, I love that. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it was, it was, uh, an okay episode. It's been done, you know, it's a tried and true, but it's been done kind of thing. Yeah. And, uh, I didn't hate it. I enjoyed it. Um, I don't know. What'd you think?
0: Uh, I thought it was a good episode. Um, you know, the, um, the other story they had, I guess the C story, is the Zari's Trade Places.
1: Oh, yeah. And they found yeah. out that they can now do that.
0: Yep, yep. And also, you know, Mick apparently had eggs laid in his ear by Kayla. That's,
1: That's right, yes. Yeah, that, so, was,
0: yeah. Th- that was the D story. So, um, <laughs> I mean, no, it's... it's I, I wouldn't call this the greatest season of Legends of All Time. It's a good season. It is a good season. It's still the wacky show that I enjoy watching, and it's not a show I I despise. Like, not despise, but like grew tired of, like Arrow and Flash and everything else. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, keeping with the superhero theme, what'd you think of? Uh, do we have two episodes of Loki to talk about technically?
1: Yes, because uh, before you went on hi- hiatus, there we had the fifth episode, and then yeah. the finale aired. So, yeah, I kind of like had built up my notes, and I sent you that little video about the top ten things that you missed. And then it was like, yeah. oh, uh, now we're into the finale, so we've got everything.
0: Yeah, so we got two episodes to look and talk about: Journey in the Mysteries, episode five. I really enjoyed this episode thoroughly.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Um. Um, the best part, okay, so essentially, uh, you know, Sylvie pruned herself and that's how she got to the same realm, um, as Loki, you know what I mean? Because at the end of episode four, he wakes up and he's surrounded by the other variants. We get to meet a lot of the variants in this one. (laughs) I love how accepting they are that there's an alligator Loki and that's just fine. Uh huh. You know, this is Kid Loki's realm. He's the he's the king there because, and he killed Thor, and that's when that's that was his uh variant that he caused. Mm -hmm. Um. So in the beginning of this one, Sylvie is trying to force uh, Renslayer. Um where Loki was and Renslayer told us she was in the void at the end of time. She, and Sylvie's trying to figure out where the, the ruler is, if you will, of all this. And and her conclusion is must be at the void at the end of time and right. prunes herself. And, uh, I thought it was hilarious because while she's out there, she runs into, to the, um, what's it called? The creature, the cloud oh, creature, uh, a Alive, Yes. And she's running away from it. And you see the pizza car pizza delivery car speeding up and it's Mobius Mm -hmm. because that's where he is. Um, and they head off together. I like how, uh, Loki and classic Loki and alligator Loki and kid Loki, you know, like Loki goes to escape and he finds all the other Loki variants that are there and they all (laughs) get into the shelter. Yep. And they get into the shelter together. And then, uh, Black Loki turned on everybody else, and everyone turns on everybody, and then they all start fighting. Yep. Which I thought was hilarious, and that's when we because see classic Loki, huh? Because of course they would. Well, locals. yeah, of course they do. Uh, so classic Loki, kid Loki, and Alligator Loki, and regular Loki, they all escape together, and they find the the Alioth Cloud and his goal. He's gonna fight it, and then they see like a whole destroyer ship land and they just start unloading their artillery at this thing. And it just destroys it and kills everybody and destroys the ship, make, makes it a big rust pile, et cetera. Um, Sylvie shows up. She's got a tempad, pad. She's got Mobius and her plan is to um, not possess, but, um, uh, what, what? enchant. Yes. Yep. And she's going to get Loki to help her because that's what she's going to do. And so while they're trying to enchant it, like first Loki causes a distraction and then the comes over to her and they're both trying to enchant it and they're working hard together and, and it looks like all is about to fail. And then classic Loki shows up and I loved this whole scene where he makes basically Asgard in the city to distract Elyith, and the music they were playing the whole time—I think I messaged you how badass the music was in my opinion. It was a weird '70s, '80s style, not techno, but I just friggin' love the music. I, yeah. I and watching classic Loki, where this is a not this is essentially a throwaway character. We met briefly at the end of the last episode, and now we've met him this episode, and he steals the show. Yes. He absolutely steals the show with his performance, distracting Eliot until he's just run out of gas, if you will. Like he's 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 his body has grown weak and tired from from putting out so much power, distracting it, causing the illusions, and Eliot eventually kills him. It was absolutely phenomenal. I love that scene so much.
1: Now, on top of that, the the reason that that scene really fucking slapped so hard was yep. because. He said earlier in the bunker, he like, they were all like showing their weapons and he's like daggers and swords. He's like, those are a waste of energy. He's like, our true power is in our magic. And Loki's like, yeah, And then he did this. And even Sylvie was like, Oh my God. Loki's like, yeah, I think we're more powerful than we realize we
0: are. Yeah. But that was just the music, everything. It was so amazing. I, I yeah. freaking loved it so much. And, um, Essentially, the episode ends with them enchanting the Eliath together, Mm -hmm. and then they get shown the way to the Citadel. that's beyond the void, and they head out. And then we get to episode six, which was
2: so so?
1: friggin boring. Oh, see, I didn't see it that way. Tell me why it was boring for you.
0: It was literally Loki and Sylvie sitting in a chair and talking to the, the, the creator, the he, who remains mm-hmm. just talking, 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 talking for more than half the episode. It just, it, it was a buzzkill to me, like so bad. Like the episode started pretty good. You know, we got some little bit of comedy bits going on, you know, where he remains. It kind of explains how he knows. Like it's, there's just so much, so much, fucking explanational dialogue going on and it just it lost me gotcha it really did and maybe it was the frame of mind I was in while I was watching it I I, I don't know did you and watch then even it? back to back no oh, okay no 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 I watched them I watched the first one on Wednesday when it came out and I watched the second one that Friday when we came back from camping so like you know 10 days apart and gotcha. it was just yeah it really to me and then There's just so much explanation. And I know they need to do it because they're setting up the multiverse and the multiverse of war and everything else. And then Mobius, like, I'm going to go tear the place down. And then he just fucking talks to Renslayer and then (laughs) takes one offensive move and gets put on his ass. And he's like, "Yep, that's that's the end of me, I guess. And then she goes off through some doorway and and through the temp pad. And it was just, yeah, yeah. And then, you know, Sylvie and, and Loki have their little little squaring-off thing, which was decent, um, where Loki's trying to convince her that this is the wrong move to make, and she basically kisses him and then pushes him through a doorway using He Who Remains is his version of a temp pad, if you will. Mm-hmm. And, uh... Yeah, and then she kills him, rather lacklusterly. Like, the sound effects of the blade going in were even like, oh, did she actually stab him? Like... Even the sound effects were let down as mm-hmm. far as like there was no big like of the blade going into his body. It was just like, oh, and then, oh, I guess he got stabbed. And I'm not saying we needed blood to fly everywhere, but, you know, at least a noise that someone did something. Right. Um, and then Loki's back at TVA headquarters, but he's apparently in an alternate realm. Um, because, you know, uh mobius and b-15 are there and they don't know who loki is and it, it, shit's going to pot or whatever and the statues instead of being of uh, the time lords or not the time lords the uh time <laughs> masters or whatever it's yeah. of it's of uh, he who remains one of the variants it's, that's the statue of oh. that's uh, the Timekeepers. so it was just yeah it was i mean and then the ps was basically like loki's coming back in season two yep um which is great, but yeah, I was just not impressed with the finale. Like It was a real letdown, to, in my opinion. What about you?
1: So for me, I loved it. Um, oh. First off, this is the first time that we've had a series that is focused on a villain. And that's, that's kind of an odd thing. So... Usually you have the hero and you watch their story in three acts and by the end, you know, you get this grand uh build up, showdown, big fight scene. You know, even in the shows, WandaVision, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Endgame, everything, you know, there's always the big climactic fight. And this you didn't have that. This was cerebral. It was all talking, it was all expletives and um sorry, explanation, I should say. And um, justifications so it was bizarre and i felt that it fit with loki and with the fact that this was a villain story like i don't know i liked that part i loved the explanations i love the fact that we essentially got kang the conqueror or in this case immortus um he who remains being immortus and explaining that he's the one who discovered the multiverse that the multiverse always existed and that he and the other versions of himself all started opening up portals to meet with each other to work together to bring you know uh this is what my universe has come up with. This is what my universe has come up with and sharing. But then some of them started getting ambitious. Some of them started getting greedy and they started fighting each other. So everybody went to war. Everybody started killing. Uh, it became the multiversal war. And this is the guy, this one sitting here in is the one who tamed the Eliath. He found the Eliath, which is this fucking grossly powerful universal entity that eats everything um, And he basically said, hey, let's work together, and they started pruning all the other realities until he had the one that was just him so that there wouldn't be any more war and famine and destruction. And so he exists and he created the sacred timeline and he created the TVA to make sure that no branches ever happened so that there wouldn't be a multiverse so that no, none of his copies could ever come out. So he's, he's an interesting fellow because in that sense, he's basically protecting the universe from himself. He's saying, you know, that the whole place will be ripped apart if I don't stand guard here and protect you all from myself. It's also very egotistical because he's basically saying I'm the most important thing in the universe and I need to protect you all from me. When, you know, you've got Thanos, you've got Galactus, you've got all these other cosmic level threats. So that part was also funny. But I just loved having him sit there and explain the nuances to two intellectual characters who could follow along and didn't just want to punch. Sylvie wanted to kill him for the fact that the, the existence of the TVA is what cost her her life, her existence. And he told her, he's like, if you agree to stay here, you can do anything you want. You can take over for me. You can maintain the sacred timeline. And she was blinded by her quest for revenge and fucked him over. So that in the end, like you said, we've got Loki appearing back at the TVA in version of reality we don't know if it's the prime or one of the alternates and essentially um the statue is now of kang the conqueror so yeah the multiversal war now starts and mm-hmm. this is where we're going to have uh doctor strange and the of madness uh this is where we're going to have um spider-man no way home and its multiversal Issues. Uh and coincidentally enough, this is where we also get the start of what if? Yes. Because that'll be out in a couple of weeks. And I thought that was a nice way to tie it in. Uh, but yeah, for me, I actually enjoyed it quite a bit. Like, yes, I know traditionally in a story you would get all of this exposition before the big boss fight or, you know, earlier on in the series. So then you could have the big showdown at the end. But that's the thing is if you look at it this way, um, this wasn't the finale of season one of Loki. This was the midway point of the Loki series. You know, this is the first series to be coming back for a season two. The other ones they've said, "Eh, maybe we could, maybe we could, this one is officially coming back for a second season because this was the midway point. This was not the end.
0: I mean, that is true. And, um, with Loki, it's easy to bring it back for a second season because this character is not in the, this character is not a part of the timeline. Right. So here's the question. Does this come out before Dr. Strange after Dr. Strange before Spider-Man? Oh, um, hold on. Th- this is what's interesting.
1: Um, huh. <laughs> So somebody posted on this uh, recently and oh crap, where did it go? I got to find this. But basically, um, the shows came out in the wrong order. Loki was supposed to come out before Falcon and the Winter Soldier and before um, WandaVision. Really? Yes. And so it makes more sense that way um shoot that's june june i'm trying to find it i saw these on tiktok but i'm not going to find it online i'm sure um yeah so essentially it was supposed to come out after endgame like this was supposed to be the first foray into the shows but because of production schedules and stuff like that it came out in this order um so one of the things about that is oh That lends a lot more credence to the fact that Ralph Boner is actually Quicksilver from an alternate reality Um, because the multiversal war was started here. And then we go into WandaVision. Then we go into Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Okay. And then we go into, I believe the next one's Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness and then Spider-Man, or it might be reversed. It might be Spider-Man and then Doctor Strange.
0: Okay, that kind of that's makes a bit more sense now that you bring it up that way.
1: Yeah. Uh.
2: No. 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 no.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I wish I could find the exact thing. I should have linked it, but um. Yeah. Anyway. So, yeah, that's the way I'm looking at it is that it's this is the midway point. You know, we kind of got an intermission where we're going to get some other kind of like we did with uh, Endgame and Infinity War. Mm -hmm. You know, they were technically one movie that, you know, Captain Marvel came out in between them, but that actually took place much earlier in the continuum. But they were one movie that were separated chronologically by five years and then in our world by a couple of years. Um, but yeah, that's, that's how I'm thinking.
0: Yeah, Spider-Man No Way Home comes out in December of this year and Doctor Strange is next March. Okay. Okay.
1: <sighs> so what would you say? Um. Now that we've talked about this, of the three shows that have come out, do you have a favorite? Um, or do you just like them all for what they are?
0: I do like them all for what they are. Um, if I had to pick one as a favorite? See, I'm a big fan of Tom Hiddleston,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and I really like him as Loki a lot but if I had to pick one, I think I'd go Falcon and the winter soldier first. Okay. I liked one division for what it was, but they did take a long time to get to a point. You know what I mean? It's like five episodes to so like, you go, Oh, okay. They you know, really did. um, but yeah, I just, I think I'm just going to go with, I like them all for what they are. Yeah.
1: I think that's a good way to look at it too. Cause I don't think we have to have a favorite. Right. <laughs>
0: So what's, uh, what's a new show you watch? Because all I got left is new shows.
1: Um, well, let's see. Uh, one of the new shows that I watched is the first episode of The White Orchid on HBO Max.
0: I did not get around to watching that. How was it? It's
1: interesting. Um, yeah? Basically... <sighs> It, start, uh, it starts off in an airport with this guy, and he, he's sitting opposite this older married couple, and they're like trying to strike up a conversation. He's just staring out at the uh, runway, seeing a box that seems to have human remains in it loaded up on a plane. <clears throat> and they're talking to him, and they're like, oh, blah, blah, blah. And he essentially says that he was just on his honeymoon and uh, that the place that he was at had a murder And they're like, oh, goodness, that's terrible. And then they're like, you know, well, who was murdered? And where's your fiance? Or where's your wife? And he's like, just fuck off. And then we go back in time and we see them all arriving at the island. And it's got like almost a British comedy kind of thing to it. Uh, You know, one of the one of the employees is a uh, heavyset Hawaiian woman and uh, the concierge is constantly like nitpicking at her. And we find out about halfway through the episode that she's actually pregnant and about to give birth, but she, you know, it's her first day on the job. So she didn't want to like inconvenience them. And, um, the people in there are, a lot of them are very superficial, very, um, unlikable, including this guy that was talking to the couple in the beginning. Uh, so you're kind of watching it go through and rooting for multiple people to be killed. And I don't know. I, it was good with an asterisk. Like it was good as in like, yeah, I'm going to watch some more. But it didn't grab me and suck me in like some of these other shows have.
0: Okay. Um, did you watch Wellington Paranormal?
1: I did. I watched the first two episodes.
0: What would you think of it? Um, I
1: thought that it had some fun stuff to it. I definitely like, uh, what we do in the shadows better. I felt this one went more like the office than what we do in the shadows. And so I didn't like that as much. Um, But I don't know, I liked some of the aspects of it, like the ridiculousness, like the first episode with the demon girl, and then her dad gets possessed, and the wife is more concerned about how he's going to throw out his back, hanging from the ceiling upside down. And then when his head twists around a full 180, and she's like, oh, I can't call your chiropractor until Monday. Like, just the level of ignorance in these people was kind of funny.
0: Yeah, I didn't care for it. Yeah. I I just planned... I, no, I just watched the first. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't know if we were gonna watch two or not, and quite yeah. frankly, I didn't. I didn't have it in me to watch two. It's definitely I, something that I'll I just throw didn't it. care for. it
1: Yeah, I'll throw it on if I'm like, ah, I gotta watch something. But yeah, it was nothing that really grabbed me and drew me. Yep.
0: So, but <clears throat> um, did you watch Schmigadoon?
1: I watched the first episode of Schmigadoon with Julia at her house the other night.
0: So Kate and I watched it together. It's yep. pretty good. It's it's absurd. Yep. You know, it's very absurd. It's very 1940s musical. Um, I like that the episodes are short. Mm-hmm. Um, for those that aren't familiar with the storyline, it's uh, two doctors that met one late night at the hospital. And um, they go on a backpacking trip to well, they go on a, one of those couples back trap backpacking trip retreats because Melissa, the girl in the relationship, of course, um, feels like there's something wrong with the relationship. The 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 the, 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 the spark is gone. And Josh uh, Keegan, Michael Kay, is just like, everything's fine. Why do you want to change things? What's wrong with what our how our relationship is?
1: And he, he emphasizes fine. Like, everything is, it's
0: fine. fine. Yeah.
1: It's just fine. What's wrong with fine? Why can't things be fine?
0: So, um, anyhows, they, they go on, they, they're on this hike. They kind of get lost. They see this bridge. They cross this bridge. They end up in now bright nineteen forty style musical. Because this is a, a parody of the 1947 musical Brigadoon, which was about a Scottish town that appears once every 100 years um and so in this land you know we meet the the inhabitants of the town which include the reverend by fred Armisen, his wife by Kristen chenoweth um, <laughs> yeah oh yeah right martin short plays the leprechaun in it <laughs> <clears throat> so it's 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 good you know they they end up in the city they they walk in and Uh, They're they're greeted by everyone singing and dancing. And I like like the uh, Keegan, Mike, Josh's. uh, We didn't buy a ticket, everybody. You can stop (laughs) because he's not a musical fan. And she just loved it. You know, absolutely. And um, I don't know. I I liked it. Kate thought it was meh. Yeah, we just watched the first one. Kate thought it was meh. Okay. so. But Um, they try to leave and they can't. Yes. They can't leave. They can't leave. Yeah, every time they go across the bridge, they basically walk on the other side of the bridge back into the town. And they run into Martin Short, the leprechaun, who tells them, of course, in song, that they have to find true love to leave Schmigadoon. So I definitely plan on finish watching it.
1: Now, did they release all the episodes, or is it just – one they
0: week. did the first two episodes apparently, which I didn't realize, and then it's one a week after that. So I'll watch episodes two and three to get caught up. Gotcha. This week. Did you watch the first two?
1: I just watched the first one. So I ended where you did. And okay. uh yeah, we we both really enjoyed it. We laughed a lot. Um Keegan Michael Key does a great job with the you know, the flat affected deadpan kind of, you know. Mm, nope, oh, nope, yeah. This is insane. Uh but he, yeah, they're both very tropey characters. Like Cicely Strong is is M- Melissa, and she is the tropey. Um, oh, honey, why are we so terrible? Why does everything suck? And he's like, No, everything's fine. But then you know, he's like, I'll take you out to dinner, and then falls asleep. And yeah. she's like, No. So she goes to find the young man who told her she was beautiful, and you know, it, it's very very generic in that respect but i still really enjoyed what i saw of it yeah um and i will definitely watch more the songs were hilarious Kristen chenoweth as the preacher's wife was fucking hilarious like she has a problem with the fact that they're an interracial couple
0: um, and the fact that they're not married and they yes. wanted to get a hot- share a hotel room
1: yeah which is against the town rules
0: if you're yeah. not married
1: you don't get to share a hotel room yeah um yeah, I, I enjoyed it quite a bit. And looking forward to seeing more from Shhmegadoon.
0: Um, I forgot I did watch episode three of Amazing Stories. Did you watch that as well?
1: Uh yes, I've watched the first three episodes. Because you had talked last time about how you watched the first one and you really liked it. So I watched the first one and then went right right full ham on the second one. And Almost it wasn't that great at that point. <laughs> yep. Yeah.
0: So the first episode one was- yeah, the first one was great. The second one was—that's oh, right—we're talking about two weeks worth. <laughs> um, yeah. So the first episode was—that um, was show came out a year ago. The
1: in the basement.
0: Yes, and the guy traveling in time through the you know back from 2019 to 1919, and yeah. and um, that was excellent. I think that people should excellent. go watch that. That was a very was good story. The, the one
1: thing that I will say about all of these so far, and then I'll yep. let you continue, is that these all of these stories are very slow burns.
0: They are Jesus. slow burns, which was very typical of the original Amazing Stories yeah. stories. Also, unlike most anthology shows, these are all almost family oriented. Like you can watch them in front of like I can watch them in front of Wesley without worrying about people being murdered or swearing or sex right. or anything of that nature. You know, it's they're they're very pg family friendly anthology stories. Yep. Um episode 2 about the track kids where one dies, get hit by a car and then she's a spirit. I, I didn't give a shit about this at all. No, uh,
1: part yeah. of it was because they kept using phrases like hella and I really hate the phrase hella. Yeah. Um yeah. but yeah, I Again, it was a slow burn, and I didn't care about the payoff at the end. Like, I thought that it was going to be, oh, um, you know, I had to help her out, and that was what I needed to do. No, this was – we had to profess our love for each other, and then instead of moving on, I'll just go back, and
2: – yeah.
1: I didn't I didn't prefer it compared yeah. to the first one. Um,
0: I didn't so like about- the prefer- fact that we see her in the afterlife through the whole episode, and then at the end, she is alive still.
2: Hmm. Yeah, I thought that was a bait and switch. Back yeah. Yeah.
0: The third one, Dino Man and Volt um, with Robert Forrester. I loved this one.
1: This was great.
0: Hey, I'm a Robert Forrester fan. Yes. And I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure this was his final role before he died. It's entirely possible because when it comes to a TV show. Yeah. Um, there was a movie. Um he was in uh, called Grave Intentions. It hasn't come out yet, and but as maybe, far as no, TV it did. Shows. It did, yeah. This was his, but I think. I think overall, this was his last role. Period. Okay. Before he died. Oh. And, period, um, including the movie. Yeah, like he made. He was in these couple movies, but the movies I think got made before. So I think this is the last thing he filmed, if I'm not mistaken. Gotcha. Um, but no, I, I enjoyed this a lot. So we're getting near Halloween. We've got this young kid named Tyler. I think he's supposed to be 12.
1: Yeah, something like that.
0: He loves superheroes. He's making his own costume. Um, you know, it, it's it's the classic. He hasn't matured with quote fingers as fast as his friends have in high school or middle school. Mm-hmm. So they're all kind of into girls now and not into going trick or treating or comic books or whatever. So he's a nerd and they're too cool for him. Even yep. his best friend kind of deserted him. So that's his story. Uh, his grandpa, Joe, Robert Forrester had uh, knee surgery or hip surgery, or whatever it is. So he's going to be laid up for a while. And, uh, Uh, he's one of those guys that's going to work until he dies. And he goes to work to say, Hey, I just come to get my check. And they're basically like forcing retirement on him. So he's like, fuck off everybody. Mm -hmm. And then when he gets home with his grandson, he finds a, a package arrives in the mail from a ring. He ordered from the back of a dynamo comic 60 years ago. That had never arrived. And this is when we find out he liked comics as a kid and they find his old comics in surprisingly amazing condition for 60 year old comics. Right. And he tells his grandson about Dynamo and him and his grandson bond. And we find out that the ring is giving him the powers of Dynamo because it gives you the powers when you need them.
1: Right. It comes to you um, when you
0: need it. comes to you when you need them. Yeah. You know, it, it was just it was really good. I think it's definitely worth people's time. Um, yeah.
1: yeah. I, yeah. I, I would give this one a sell as well. It's yeah. interesting. Um, now that we're talking about it, I went on IMDb to look that up because I also like uh, Kyle Bornier, who played his son. Um, mm-hmm. Really like that guy. He's a great actor. But I'm looking at the five episodes on there and the ratings. Of course, it's IMDb ratings. But So you get The Cellar, which got a 7.3. Dino Man and the Volt was 6.4. Uh, yeah. The last two episodes, Signs of Life, 6.2. The Rift, 6.7. The Heat, which was episode two, four.
0: Yeah. See, yeah. Bad episode. Yeah. So we only have two episodes left, and um, yeah, I look forward to watching them. Yeah.
1: Yep, they should be good.
0: Speaking of anthology
1: stories,
0: (laughs) I watched the first two episodes of American Horror Stories.
1: I was wondering if you're going to watch both because it was a part one and two.
0: Yes, and they were both on the same night, and so... I'm good with that. We just had a new episode is coming out in a couple days. days. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is called the rubber woman part one and two. And essentially, and that's, and
1: that's a parentheses W O. Yes. Man.
0: Cause it's a callback to the murder house. The first season. If you if you watch the first season of American horror story, murder house, uh, you had the, the rubber man, the guy in the basically rubber suit who do, um, had sex with the lead character woman thinking it was her husband, but it wasn't. And he's a, some sort of spirit that's trapped in the house because, um, even though every season of American horror story is uh, the whole season is a complete story within itself. Each season is it's like each season's the anthology, which is not a true anthology in my opinion, but whatever this series, (laughs) American horror stories is a true anthology in respect that each episode is a different story upon itself. Where the first two was a two part episode, and then the third one is now a new story, but each one is supposed to not each one, but they possibly could have throwbacks or callbacks to the American Horror Story series. You know, like for instance, this one took place in the murder house from season one, and we have a teenager, a uh, very nice-looking teenager, quote fingers, who's an adult woman, uh, moves into the uh, the murder house with her dads, played by uh, Matt Boomer and somebody else, and um, basically, they're going to buy the house, uh, fix it up, and flip it, and um, she finds the, the rubber suit and puts it on, looks damn good in it, and uh, after being ridiculed by friends, she decides to take revenge. And let's just say there's a lot of murder. We meet a lot of spirits in the house. Um, I really enjoyed it. What did you think? Did you watch it?
1: I watched those two episodes as well. Yeah. Um, I I actually quite enjoyed it as well. Like the the American Horror Stories always. Um, they're hit or miss with me. Mostly miss. Like I'll yeah. usually start a series and then be like, Jesus Christ. I, eh, and I fall out of it very quickly. Um, this one, I like the fact that it was packaged just these two episodes together. So <laughs> yes, it was it's like it, it's short takes. Yeah. It was watching a, an anthology, which was good. Yeah. Um, I really enjoyed the, the connectedness of the different people that were, I don't know, affected like the first, the first episode watching her get, I kept saying to myself, this is going to be a thrill kill. This is going to be a thrill kill. It's going to be a thrill kill. Um, and it was instead, you know, a social thrill kill by putting her up on, um, Instagram live streaming her humiliation. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, seeing her like take it into her own hands and be like, yeah, I'm going to kill myself and it'll be your fault and you're going to go to jail so unless you get over here. Um, she's much more psychopathic than,
0: oh, I was she prepared. 1000% a sociopath. Yeah. I no was doubt about
1: not it. Not really prepared for that. And I was like, holy shit. Well, okay. That's a thing. Um, But, you know, her friend even says that. She's like, yeah, uh, I looked it up. You've got all the traits of a psychopath. Um, So, I I don't know. I just, I enjoyed it. It was much more dirty than I expected it to be, though the American Horror Stories are always very dirty anyway. So, I guess I should have expected it. But, yeah, um, I, I enjoyed it, and I'm glad that we just got these two. Now, the next episodes, are they going to be like offshoot stories of the other seasons of American Horror Story? So
0: I, I don't know if it okay. is or not. Um, what I do know is that um, like looking at the the listing of it, like episode three is called The Drive-In. Little synopsis, a screening of a forbidden film has disastrous consequences. Then there's The Naughty List, a group of influencers face a reckoning after posting a problem like video online. Uh, one's called Ball which is uh, a wife does the unthinkable for a chance at a successful pregnancy. And then a pharaoh, which is a family, goes camping, uh, goes on a camping trip unaware of what's lurking in the woods. And I don't know how many episodes they are going to be. That's only six. I don't know if there's going to be six or eight or how many. There is going to be total. Um Gotcha because I can't remember. I read it at one point. I know that like this is supposed to end and it's going to go right into the next season of American horror story. But if you look at who's starring in each episode, um, yeah, if you look, look at who's starring in each episode, they're all names from the others, from the other seasons. You know what I mean? Which
1: normally you'd be like, Oh, are they going to reprise their characters? But this is an American horror story. And they've done that
0: before. You know, exactly. Yeah. So I don't you're right. Yes. That's what I mean. Like you see like the same actors and actresses from season to season playing completely different characters each season. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. But no, I uh, like I said, I enjoyed the first two episodes. I'm looking forward to um, future episodes.
1: Yeah. I concur.
2: And I'm hoping that
1: the future episodes are going to be. Um, as good as these ones. I hope that it's not another one of these where like you hit the next episodes and you're like, all right, I'm done. Which is me yeah. more than you, but yeah. Correct.
0: I think all we got left is leverage. Uh,
1: for you, I've still got yeah. some other stuff.
0: What do you got else to talk about?
1: Um, I burned through every episode in the first two seasons of mythic quest i was just like you know what i'm gonna sit down i'm gonna watch this while i was playing a game because it was appropriate and uh, i gotta say it was phenomenal if you're a gamer uh if you like storytelling um because they had some episodes in here that were really cool the way that they did them they had this one episode that was fucking phenomenal where you had these two characters um Crystal Malotti, and uh, fuck, I can't think of his n- real name. It's Nick Miller from New Girl. Um,
0: okay, yeah.
1: you you had these two and you got to watch their romance, like from flirting in a game store to then becoming married and opening their own game company and watch their relationship grow and then fall apart. And it had absolutely nothing to do with mythic quest, the game or the characters that you'd gotten to know, except for the fact that the building that they started in is now the home of mythic quest. So it was a, a tie-in about the building. Um, but it was a beautiful story. It was so nice. And then we had another one in the second season, which is dealing with the uh, old guy who's the writer and see his early days as a writer and what led him to the field that he's in now it was just it was really well done like you don't have to be a gamer to actually um enjoy this show it really is good storytelling and it really is some good characters uh i definitely give this one a hard sell it's it's absolutely stunning i really really enjoyed it and they're all short episodes you know they're about a half an hour each uh, i think there's like 16 episodes in total like eight per season maybe 10 per season um but yeah oh, nice. if you want an enjoyable show that so far has had two seasons and maybe we'll have a third definitely check out mythic quest um on that note sticking with the apple tv plus uh physical i watched the next episode this one i have to I have to go slower on because it's a very dirty show. Like it's the eighties. It's very gritty. It's very grainy. There's a lot of, uh, sex and drugs and swingers. And, um, you know, she caught this guy, uh, filming porn in the back of, uh, uh kiosk in the mall or a uh, room in the mall. And it, it's just, it's, I'm going to keep up with it, but it's much more, it's got politics. It's got, um, you know, uh, what was it? The eating disorder issues. Uh, so it's a heavier show. It's, it's harder to get into it. Like, I could binge this one if you wanted to. Um, but then flipping back around again, uh, Ted Lasso, I'm up to about the eighth episode in the first season. This one. This is one of those shows that, like, when I started it, I was like, okay, we'll see what this is about. And a couple episodes in, I was like, all right, whatever. You know, like I said, it's basically major league, except for with soccer. Um, and the more I watched it, the more I got sucked into the point where now I can't wait to watch the next episode. Like, it is. Awesome, it is so good, and the character development is amazing. They've actually got like some strong female characters that spend time with each other. Um, dude, this show you've got to check it out. You've got to check out Ted Lasso. Do yourself a favor again, half hour episodes. Um, the beginning is a little slower. It's not bad. It's just you're sitting there and you're like, okay, this is a show. Yep. Okay, I get it. It's a show. But then holy crap, dude, like I'm hooked hard and I cannot wait to see the next episodes. I'm so glad there's a second season up there. I see now why all these people were going nuts and all my news feeds were lighting up saying, oh, the second season's coming because this is fucking great TV. Like, legitimately, right now, Apple TV Plus, I'm so glad that I'm spending the five bucks a month on it, because, you know, between Mythic Quest, Ted Lasso, and Schmigadoon, I'm definitely, definitely getting my money's worth.
0: Nice. I'll check it out. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, And I think, oh, I have watched a couple more episodes of sweet tooth, which I will say is doing better than I expected in the beginning. Um, They've got like three different stories going on and uh, I'm rather enjoying it. It's not something that I look forward to every week. Like, Oh my God, I get to watch more sweet tooth, but I am enjoying it while I'm watching it. So
0: yeah. All right. And
1: I think, yeah. Other than leverage,
0: well, Kate and I finished. Tell me your secrets. Okay. And fuck that fucking show. Really? Yeah, I I'm so pissed at the ending. Oh, okay. Because it's one of those. Everything I read about the show is that it's a one season show. It's a mini series. da da da. da, da. Oh, let's end it on the biggest fucking cliffhanger we can. <laughs> uh and then oh maybe we'll have a second season, maybe we won't. Who knows? So it's just like ah oh, fuck you. So if they unless they announce a second season, don't bother watching it. Gotcha. Because it's just I, gonna piss you off.
1: Again, I didn't enjoy the little bit that I started watching in it. Yeah. So now I'm kinda glad I didn't keep going.
0: But yeah, leverage.
1: Leverage redemption. What'd you think of this? You watched what the first two episodes?
0: I watched the first two episodes. Um, The uh, Too Many Rembrandts job and the Panamanian Monkey job, and basically the first two episodes, they introduce us to the new characters. Uh, First, in the first episode, we get uh, you know Nate's been dead a year, Sophie's retired, uh, they feel bad, and they meet, so they try to talk Sophie into doing a job one more time. Just, you know, just to just to just to do it, you know, Mm -hmm. and um, while they're there, they run into uh, Noah Wiley's character, Harry Wilson, who is basically he's a lawyer. He's a corporate fixer, if you will. And he feels bad because the guy he's helping, this billionaire, um, his company, you know, made a bunch of drugs that new people got addicted to and they died from it and on and on and on. So now he feels guilty. and He wants to set things right. So he tries to steal this guy's painting because that's the only thing that matters to him is his name and, and and making it better and he's a friend of the arts and well it's just things don't go into his favor so essentially he ends up joining the team now he's not the new Nate uh, because Sophie's going to be the new Nate but he's just a point guy if you will um, and then in episode 2 we meet Hardison's Foster sister, who is also a hacker, uh, Brianna, and she basically becomes the new Hardison because Hardison's only on the first two episodes.
1: Yeah, because he's basically like they're writing it as they've Leverage has gone international. They have small groups all over the world, and he's kind of centrally controlling a lot of them, and. Yep. Becoming too much of a micromanager, and Elliot keeps telling him, "He's like, you know, the head chef doesn't cut lettuce." And Hardison still wants to be involved, so he's—they're writing him out that way, like, "Oh, I've got to, I've got to go do this. I've got to go be part of this."
0: And yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> so uh, yeah, and but the actor who plays him all this hodge he's just too busy right now as an actor yeah he's on another tv show he's gonna be in the he's uh he's in the black adam movie coming up he's just got a lot on his plate so he might be in future episodes but this first half of the season that they're doing the first eight he's only in the first two right and now his sister's gonna be the the hacker so essentially the first two episodes is the first one is getting them back in the game and introducing one new character. The second episode is them kind of continuing what they were doing. It's almost like a sequel to the first one, if you will. Um, and introducing his sister now as, as, as who's going to be the new hacker as this main character involved as well. Right. Um, so it was, it was good. I enjoyed it. Did you think it was like leverage of old?
1: Uh, I did actually. Um, a couple of things. One, they kept talking about how uh, it had been 10 years, and goddamn, it has been almost 10 years. Um, yeah. More like eight years, but, you know, it's been a long time. And the actors all look the same. You know how sometimes you'll
0: have that, like, no, see, see I think. Myers. I think Sophie looked a lot older. She did look older, yes. Yes, um, but you're right. Like, Elliot still looks like. I love watching Elliot. As the hitter, <laughs> I his love it. character is—it
1: was so go good when he's going to take on those guys, and she's like, "This is an audition for them," and he's like, "Well, this is what I'm going to do," and he like lays it out. and She goes, "Oh, now it's psychological warfare. They're going to be second guessing all their stuff," and then he takes him out just like he said, and he goes, he like rubs his jaw, and he's like, "Yeah, the big guy's got potential. Um, the rest of them,
0: no." <laughs> <laughs> I just I liked it when like you know the two guys the, the guys came up to try and kidnap uh, Harry Wilson's, you know, no character, Harry. And I, when I went back to watch the scene again, cause I kind of half missed it. I'm like, okay, Elliot's right there in the background, mm-hmm. but you don't, you don't recognize it as being him the way they shot it. And then boom, he's right there beating him up. I love it. So I enjoy him as the hitter. I like Parker's character. She's still crazy, which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, it's 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 a it, I like seeing the characters back, and I, I think it's understandable that you know hey we're gonna have to introduce some new characters, um, but yeah I like seeing the characters back, and I'm I'm looking forward to watching more episodes.
1: I actually went and looked it up because when I was watching it because I was like ah I know that there was something there, but why isn't Timothy Hutton here? And I had to look it up, and yeah it was sexual harassment sexual yeah, he assault got allegations. Yeah he uh. It was like a 14-year-old girl that he uh, apparently assaulted, so. Allegedly, yep. Yep. So.
0: I'm not defending you. I'm just, you have to say allegedly. (laughs) Um,
1: So, yeah, that's why Nate has been officially killed off in the show.
2: Yep.
0: (coughs) Uh, Movies, right? Uh, Let's see. (laughs) through Yeah,
1: I guess we're up to it.
0: All right, so the first thing I'm going to talk about is the first movie I watched, which is kind of the oldest movie I watched. watched it on Netflix. It's called Sword of Trust, and it's about a guy who owns a pawn shop, and allegedly these people bring in a sword that conspiracy theorists believe proves that the South won the Civil War because – Uh, This is this is the sword that, you know, they have documentation that this is the sword from a northern uh, soldier who surrendered it to the south, a northern general who surrendered it to General Lee in the south. And so the south actually won the Civil War. And um, the reason why I decided to watch it is because Mark Aaron's in it. Oh, nice. He's the star. Uh, It's about an hour and a half long. It's an absurd film. Um, It was a fun little movie. It's worth okay. your time. It is by all means, it is not phenomenal at all, but it's a fun movie. Um, Michael Watkins, who played who was on the unicorn mm-hmm. and Jillian Bell are the lesbian couple who inherited this alleged sword and they bring it to the pawn shop just to try to sell it. And um, yeah, it's good. OK. Mark Barron's Mark Barron in this movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's always a good time. Exactly. So uh, let's see here. I watched the Tomorrow War on Amazon Prime. So you
1: remember a couple episodes back when I said that I'd watched a half a movie
0: and we started
1: to talk about it. And then um, uh,
0: we we got disconnected or something.
1: Yeah. And then when we came back, I forgot to say what it was this is what it was. I got halfway through it and then I forced myself to go all the way through it.
0: Okay. So you didn't like it then? I did not. Did you? I I liked it. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I enjoyed it. Uh, again, I find myself now watching a movie going, would I watch this again? And the answer is no. Um, But I enjoyed it for what it was, you know, like it, the story definitely took a turn. I didn't expect On the second half,
1: it was kind of two movies,
0: yeah. Yeah, like the whole trailer is about we're gonna go to the future and fight these this war, and um, but it's it's, weeks (laughs) you could go ahead. Well, no, against these alien creatures, uh. But it's – yeah, and then they kind of – but the fighting doesn't – it makes it look like it's going to be a Star Trek movie where they fight, 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 fight in the trailer. But in reality, like we have a half hour of like the introduction of the fighting, and then we have an hour of explanation, and then 45 minutes of uh, we can't get back to the future. It's destroyed. And it's, it was almost one of those like as I'm watching the movie, okay – if you had been in the room with me, I would have leaned over and said, the aliens were on Earth the whole time. They never saw them land because they're already there. Boom. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? And, yeah. and and that's exactly what it was.
1: Or, or how about this one? I would have leaned over to you and gone, hey, that woman in charge, that's his daughter.
0: Oh, yes, exactly. That as well. Yes. As soon as we met like, her. Like
1: everything yes. in this was so generic and so scripted.
0: Yes, yes, absolutely. Well, of course, it's scripted. It's a movie, but I know exactly what I'm being an ass. I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. At the end of the day, I did still enjoy the film. There were okay. some cool characters. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's not one I would watch again, most likely.
1: Gotcha. I I did not enjoy it. I didn't hate it, but I did not enjoy it. I felt that it was very derivative, that it went on far too long. Like
0: it should have been Oh, too it's re- like a two hour and 15 minute movie or something like that. Yeah.
1: And the first movie was them going to the future and discovering that, you know, they couldn't do it and sequencing the gene and then going back in time. The end. Like that's the end of yeah. the movie. And then you yeah. leave it like a cliffhanger or you do a second movie where he's got it and he goes in. But I'm like, Jesus Christ, there's like an hour left in this movie. What are they going to do? Oh, they're going to play the second movie, which is exactly. him now yeah. in the present, getting together the ragtag group that, you know, came back and, and his dad, J.K. Simmons. What a Who is excellent. Name. Oh, um, it, so that they can go to the Arctic and. Very easily, very quickly, figure out where these aliens are, go down into the ship. Uh, like 80s movies, I felt would look at this and be like, dude, seriously, be more realistic. it it felt like a Michael Bay film. The whole thing felt like a Michael Bay film to me. And, uh, especially like the knife fight at the end against the alien queen, like the father, son, knife fight. The dad tries to sacrifice himself and son knocks him out of the way at the last second, because, you know, we can't have that dad. Um, Oh, it just, it grated on my nerves after a while.
0: Um, I watched four other movies what did you watch for any films
1: well i feel bad because i watched fear street 1978 and then i got halfway through 1666 and was unable to finish it why not um technical difficulties but I'm watching oh, with Julia because she got hooked on them. So it's not like I can just sit down right now, and watch it, you know?
0: Oh, so you yeah. still have the second half of that one to watch. Yes. Which okay. I gotta say
1: like 1978, I fucking loved.
0: Oh, um, that was the best one of the three.
1: It was so good. Like I loved 1994, but yep. 78 was so good. Like, th- th- okay. The twist at the end, they got me like, They don't usually get me. They got me. And I'm like, oh, shit. Like, of course, I realized five minutes before the end. But at the same time, I was like, oh, shit, no way. Um, And everything about it was just great. It captured the essence of those 1970s slasher films. It certainly did. Watching the characters that were born like that, the whistling girl from nineteen ninety four, and you were like, "Who the fuck is this tart? Like, what? What do I care about her?" And now you find out more where she came from in this one. Yep. Yep. Um, the fact that they tied everything together was just fucking great.
0: I, Wait I till you see this. the end of sixteen sixty six. Then. Oh. See, so 16- what was the last point you watched of sixteen sixty
1: six? Um. So I saw her. She had to kill the pig because the pig had eaten the babies. And basically yep. the town turned on her and um, because – oh, shit. I'm trying to remember now. It was this past weekend. Because um,
0: the drunk guy was putting the moves on Hannah. And yeah, he, yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she pushed him off, so he's like, oh, well,
1: I'm going to – He's like, she book. ensorcelled me. and
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah yeah cuz um, instead he got drunk and made an ass of himself and she embarrassed right. him in front of everybody for being a douchebag
1: and so he said that it was witchcraft and then all these other yep. guys were like it's witchcraft it's witchcraft cuz you know yep. two women loving each other is definitely witchcraft.
0: Um, that was the only issue I had with the very prominent lesbian storyline that was set place in 1994. Now, I understand there were lesbians in 1994. That's fine.
1: I love how you say that. Like, I understand that there were dinosaurs back in the old days.
0: Well, but like, I understand that that lesbians existed. (laughs) But what I mean is, in 1994, when I was 15 years old, which is kind of the same age as those characters in the movie, you know, and you were, you know, what I mean? We were the same. You you were older, obviously. You just graduated high school. But did you know any openly gay people at that time? One. I knew exactly. I knew one. There was one kid in our whole school that was cool and open with being gay. No one gave him shit either. (laughs) Like, you know what I mean? Like we like no one cared that he was. uh, At least. Openly, maybe privately, they've ridiculed him. But there was no like so that was my only issue with it, because it's like that's not really true to how life was in 94. I know that maybe that's being nitpicky, but that was kind of my only issue. Now, in 1666, when they're when their two girls are, are, are making out, that's exactly how they would act. They'd be like, oh, yeah. they must be witches. Let's burn them alive. Yes, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, that that is believable. Dude, I cannot wait for you to continue watching 1666.
1: I'm going to hopefully finish it up this weekend. Okay. Uh, maybe maybe tomorrow on date night because um, I do have it downloaded to my iPad. Uh, well. But, yeah. Yeah. Fingers um,
0: crossed. It ends very well. Nice. That's all I'm going to say. I loved this trilogy. And I know some people didn't. It wasn't horror enough. It wasn't scary enough. Whatever. It was fantastic. I... Love how they tied the three movies together. I like how we got them on consecutive Fridays and they didn't drag it out for a year or two years or whatever it is. Um, it made it even better because you're watching them kind of, it made you want to watch the next one, you know? Yeah. Um, even the fact that they were like two hours a piece didn't bother me, you know? Um, I just thought they did such a great job on the films. I really hope they make more and we get to see the stories of these other killers that they told us about and maybe yeah. give us a little bit of backstory, but we didn't get to learn all kinds about what they did or see what they did.
1: Well, I've seen it pop up a number of times on my newsfeed today that the uh, director creator behind this wants this to be what they're referring to as the MCU of horror. Sure. So they want that. Um, but- I got to say, I love this as well. And surprisingly, I guess maybe not surprisingly, Julia loved it. She told me that she hates horror like she doesn't like to be scared she doesn't like slashers stuff like that she says she can do some psychological stuff but she is not a horror person so like i said this originally i started this as she was falling asleep on the couch
0: yeah uh, while we're that's right yes she got hooked into it
1: she got completely hooked so then when i told her the next time i was like 1978's out she's like oh yeah and then 1666 was the same way she's like i'm so excited we get to watch that so yeah so how come Um, it
0: would happen that you couldn't finish internet go out technical yeah
1: yeah it okay. was uh so it died on us and we we're like oh, no so yeah um but we uh we fully plan on like i said it might be tomorrow night depending on what we got going on or it could end up being
0: the uh this weekend this weekend but yes. yeah i really do four, hope four, we get more stories of these characters um uh, not these characters, but the other characters that we didn't learn a lot about. Yeah. Um, I just – I really enjoyed it. I, I really hope we get more. Now, for those wondering, this is based on R.L. Stein's Fear Street, but there's no source material from the books that these are based on. It's essentially the, the theme of Fear Street, the interconnecting story, and – the towns that it takes place in and how the towns kind of have a thing going against each other. Um, And yes, the witch Sarah fear I believe is in the books, but it's not, it's not, it's not like you can go find the books off the shelf and read them and be like, Oh, I'm reading the story I watched. You know what I mean? There is no fear street, 1978 book. Okay. If you will. Yeah. So um, yeah, I, I really thoroughly enjoyed them. I thought they were great. I I just, I, I was a big fan thanks
1: I also am a big fan and cannot wait to finish it
0: Uh, the other two movies I watched one of them I watched I watched Black Widow as did I and I don't want to give it away because you know maybe some people haven't seen it yet and that's a dick move but and I know it's been out a week but or two weeks even but uh, Black Widow is a movie I watched that they made so they could introduce a new character going forward (laughs) her sister (laughs) Her sister, Black yep. Widow. <laughs> yeah, who I enjoyed, by the way. Yes, I, I did. As I well. didn't. I did enjoy the movie. I loved. Yep. The, I actually really enjoyed the family dynamic. Yes. Of the family, if you will. It, they definitely seemed like they were a lot closer in the in the trailer than we actually got in the movie. Um. But yeah, I. Uh, it was basically this was a movie to give us kind of almost like a Black Widow origin story, but more importantly, introduce a new character to the MCU.
1: But it wasn't even like I thought it was a Black Widow origin story, but this takes place right after Civil War. So it's another one of these that when the when it comes out on Disney Plus and you go to the chronology, you're going to see this after Civil War.
2: Mm-hmm. Which then
1: yes. the
0: PS takes place after Endgame. Mm-hmm. Well, it takes place after Falcon and the Winter Soldier as well. Yeah. Yeah. Because we got uh, Julia Louis-Dreyfus' character. Can't think of her name. Awesome. Uh, Yeah.
1: Val. Don't call her Val, but Contessa, Valerie, you know, Lady, Madam Hydra.
0: Madam Hydra, yeah.
1: Who now apparently has the new Black Widow and U.S. Agent.
0: Yes. And the new Black Widow, if you will, is supposed to be in... The Hawkeye series. Yep. So. Um, what was the other I, movie you watched? Go I thought ahead, it I'm was sorry. an
1: enjoyable movie. Um it was I don't know. I enjoyed many aspects of it. Uh it was kind of overshadowed by knowing what I know about Endgame and uh Black yes. Widow, which was also very hard uh Watching it with somebody who hasn't seen all the MCU movies. And then at the very end with that PS having her go, well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Is that true? And I'm like, well, it certainly looks that way. Let's go watch those movies now, honey. <laughs> so that's, Sorry, that's just funny. Uh, the other movie that I watched was uh, it was I went to the drive in to see that and it was a double feature. So before that, I saw Cruella. So what would you think? Here's what I'm going to say. First off, um, drive-ins can be rough. Uh, they, they need to start early enough yes. that you can get home at a decent hour.
0: Yeah. Well, uh, it's, it depends on when it gets dark, you know,
1: that's the thing is if they start too early, like in this case at eight thirty, and there's still a little bit of sun peeking up over the horizon, then it can make it very hard to see the screen, like yep. very hard to see the screen. So, um, when you when you're trying to watch it in the beginning and it's a dark movie anyway you're basically just like yep this is a fucking waste um
0: oh that's too bad
1: yeah so like i would say at least the first half hour or so was hard to watch it was barely visible um you could have the audio which was fine but it was just like squinting at the screen and saying to each other no what did just what what happened what did she say who is that um Missed the whole opening part about her and her mom. Like, oh, yeah. Uh, but once it – and then the other hard part about um, drive-ins, like I said, is the timing of them. So you've got Cruella, which is just over two hours. Then you've got an intermission. Then you've got Black Widow, which is over two hours. So you're looking at four hours right there. Um, mm mm-hmm four-plus hours. It was actually closer to five between the intermission and all the extra time. So, you know, you're getting back to your place. In this case, we were at the Bangor Drive-In, and uh, she was house-sitting right down the road in Hampton, so it wasn't that bad. It was like a 15-minute
0: drive. You still got in at like 1.30 in the morning. Yeah. 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 And then you're like, yeah, let's go to sleep. (laughs) Yeah, that's like when we went to the Bridgeton Drive-In for Grease and Dirty Dancing double feature, and we got home at like 3 a.m., yeah, yeah, that's insane. Yeah. And, and but that like when we went to Skowhegan last year and we saw Evil Dead and Pieces, they're both like 90 minute movies. Yeah. So yeah. and the and the intermission was like 10 minutes. So, I mean, that was reasonable. You know, yes. uh, we still got home a reasonable hour. But yeah, that's the that is the downfall, if you will, of the drive in yeah. is uh, going to see that double feature. Now, at Pride's Corner, it's still a single feature. So you go watch the first movie, you leave and you're, you're good. Yeah. You know, you still get home late, but not 2, 3 in the morning late or one right. thirty in the morning or whatever. Of course, the earlier in the spring, if you can go, if the fields are dry, they start earlier, obviously. And then the later in the fall, they start earlier. I mean, like last year, October, November, when they were playing in November even, like we went and saw Casper. I think it started at 5 o'clock. Jesus, get, You know what I mean? Because it's dark enough practically. So
1: right. yeah. um, But I will say this. Overall, I loved Cruella. I thought this it, was great. Surprisingly, really, really good. Yeah, I was shocked. Like, yep. she's still a villain. This did not cast her as a hero at all. Nope. Uh, in fact, her henchmen, you know, who started out as her partners, became henchmen. Like, even they were like, wow, she's a bitch. And she leaned right into it. Uh, but it was a great movie. It was like, I mean, essentially it was the devil's. The Devil Wears Prada, but with a much darker undertone. Because like in the Devil Wears Prada, and Hathaway's character was a nice girl and she was trying to be nice. In this one, I mean everyone was
0: just wrong,
1: but it worked. It was
0: such a good flick. Now, did you watch the mid credit scene? Oh, obviously you did because you stayed for Black Widow. Did yes. you was the mid credit scene? Was that when you realized, Oh shit, that's Roger and Anita? <sighs> Like from the movie, the cartoon movie that we yes. meet. Yes. Like um, I picked up on Roger kind of straight away. Yeah. I wonder, oh, I wonder if that's Roger from, you know, the movie. Like is, is this how they know each other? But she he didn't actually end up really knowing her then. Um, but then at the end, when we see her deliver the puppies to Roger and Anita, and uh-huh. I just went, oh, that's Anita. Well, She's that, white in the cartoon. That threw me <laughs> off. Like, Yeah. What,
1: what threw me off was the fact that in the cartoon, they're the darlings. Roger and Anita Darling. And in this one, the little girl's name was Anita Darling. So yeah. why does she have the same last name as her married name? I mean, maybe. I, I guess it could happen, but it just seemed odd. Yeah. And then Pongo and Perdita are delivered
0: and I was like almost like she's setting it up
1: yep no I thought this was really well done Um, it gave a good backstory for a character like that believable fun um, but long oh my god again two plus hours
0: yeah really really long
1: certainly got our money's worth
0: yes I'd say so Did you have any other movies? Um, no, I watched one other movie. What'd you watch? I watched gunpowder milkshake on Netflix. So that is like
1: this past weekend. I had a list of movies that I wanted to watch and it was 1666 gunpowder milkshake and a quiet place part two, because that's available on paramount plus now. Yep. And, uh, Yeah. Only got through that first half of 1666. Well, None of the rest got watched. I really want to watch Gunpowder Milkshake. Tell me it's good.
0: I really enjoyed it. I really liked that. stars Karen Gillen. It's also got Lena Headey in it. Carly uh, Guggino, Michelle Yeoh, Angela Bassett, Paul Giamatti. But, I mean, I, I, it's got a great cast. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Karen Gillan's character is uh, named Sam and she's a master assassin who works for this, this company called the firm and I'll just leave it at that. And so okay. there's a bunch of assassins going on in here. Um, yeah, I, I, I really enjoyed it. There's some humor in it. There's some great action. There's a lot of killing. Um Yeah. <laughs>
1: I saw a guy on TikTok who was like, Every so often, something comes along that defies explanation. He goes, I just watched Gunpowder yeah. Milkshake, which, yes, that's a thing. He goes, And like, there's one scene where Karen Gillen is fighting three crippled gangsters with both of her arms paralyzed, with weapons taped to both of her arms. And, and it's just fucking insane
0: it was it was absolutely insane and the and the gangster guys are high on like laughing gas if you will during the fight scene as well <laughs> it's nice. fucking crazy and then the little girl from um oh that batista movie where he plays like uh, a like hitman I? yes there you go she's in this yes, yes. And she's like the daughter of a guy and Karen Gillum's going to protect her and it's fucking great. I really enjoyed it, yes. And he's completely right. That scene where her arms are paralyzed (laughs) and she's got weapons taped to her hands and she's fighting three people. Tremendous. Really tremendous. So, yeah, I really love that John Wick started this new uh, new, um, genre of the... um, uh, what, what word do I want to use? The uh, I don't know, but I'm interested. Sophisticated hitman underworld. There you go. That works. You know what I mean? Like how he goes to the hotel, and they have like their gold coins they use, and they use to, And this one, it's a library. Yeah. You know, so oh, um can't wait. I, I, yeah. I would love to see a crossover.
1: I haven't even watched it yet. And I would love to see a crossover between John Wick
0: and this. There's definitely more humor involved in this. That's for sure. Awesome. Yeah. So I think you'll like it a lot.
1: Oh, I know I will. Good, good, good. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. yeah I'm going to leave it on the list so we can talk more about it next week. Okay, cool. We got trailers and news. Oh, uh, real quick, crap. you shared with me just now on Messenger about the uh, the Littleton covered bridge that burned down. Yeah, I saw that the other day. My wife and I were just there last year. Um, it's the northernmost covered bridge in Maine. Was um, was yeah, and I believe and that now leaves only six covered bridges left in the state of Maine. This oh, yeah. is nothing but it's it's a skeleton framework. And here's the thing. That had to be arson because there's no electricity connected to the bridge. So it couldn't have been an electrical fire. It's not even a bridge that you can drive across anymore because there's a bridge next to it and the the road's blocked. You can park and walk down to it um, so that had to be arson there's no and it could have been oh someone is being a dumbass and accidentally set it on fire but it was right. no like naturally occurring thing unless i got struck by lightning and i fucking doubt it um so just to throw that out there gotcha trailers uh there's a shit ton
1: yep so we'll we'll do the uh, rapid version i guess or just start going so and and encanto it's a new i think it's disney um basically this whole family that is magical except for this one older daughter who has no magic powers or superpowers or however they want to um so yeah um i'm sure it'll be one of those stories of you know oh learn to love what's inside of you and you know
0: with original songs by, is it Lynn Manuel Miranda? Yes. And there's definitely a, a Latino influence in this film. It looks fun. It looks good. Yeah. Yep. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, more exciting than that, though, is Marvel's What If?
0: Yeah, that trailer looked outstanding.
1: We, we get to see some of the stories that they're going to be doing. They've got a Howard the Duck in there. They've got. Um, uh, what if Peggy Carter took the super soldier serum and became Captain Britain? Uh, yep. What if Killmonger is the one who had rescued Tony Stark when he was out in the desert instead of you know letting him go to the cave and be uh, yep. Iron Man? Um, it, it's going to be fucking great. I, those were always some of the best comics.
0: So, by the way, yes, I love the what if comics. I was always attracted to them. Um, there's, we're not going to get any more Stanley cameos because Marvel has said, well, he, he's passed away. So even if you could do it animated style, yep. uh, it's not happening. Cause the, the Loki short, the Simpsons wanted to do a Stanley cameo there, uh, cause they, he was on the show previously. So they had his audio track and they were just going to, you know, mess with it. And Marvel said, Nope, no more Stanley cameo. So if anyone's wondering movies going forward, they've deemed it, uh, not happening.
1: Gotcha. Um, I guess it's useless now, but I had sent you the trailer for American horror stories. Yep. Um, that's all yeah. over.
0: Um, yeah. Well, it's on now, but yeah, I sent you a news thing about how Zack Snyder's proposed uh, star Wars movie that he proposed like 10 years ago before the new trilogy came out, uh, which was rejected by Lucas films and everything. Uh, Netflix has picked up the story and it's going to be his own space opera. Now that'll be on Netflix.
1: That'll be based on Star Wars, but not Star Wars. Correct. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, Mr. Corman, I sent you a trailer for.
2: Yeah.
0: I don't know about this. It doesn't like the trailer. Basically, it's like, hey, here's an everyday guy who teaches fifth grade and he's struggling to find happiness in life.
1: But it's Joseph Gordon Levitt, and he created it, so that's yeah. what gives it a little bit of.
0: Uh, exactly, but otherwise, know. it's like it's something I'd have to watch to really form an opinion.
1: Um, speaking of, Sweet Girl, the new Jason Momoa movie.
0: Um, yeah that that trailer started one way and then said, "Oh, guess what? That's not what it's about. It's about this fucking shit over here," mm-hmm. and took a hard left. I mean, my note was. Trailer took a direction I was certainly not expecting.
1: Yeah, uh, basically he's going after a pharmaceutical company because uh, his daughter's sick, and oh no, his wife died because she couldn't get the uh, experimental yes. medication, and so now he's become like a one-man army going after the pharmaceutical company or something.
0: Right. It yeah, definitely wasn't something. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um you sent me the season two teaser trailer for the witcher.
0: Yeah, I did. What'd you think of that? I think that's fucking amazing.
1: Yeah. I'm super excited. I, I don't know. I I love the fact that this show did so well in the first season that we enjoyed it so much. And I especially love the fact that we're going to be getting um, no time jumps this time. Like we did in the first season. Yes.
0: Yes. Yep. Um, You sent me a trailer called Hit and Run that I really don't have any interest in watching.
1: Yeah, I I saw – basically, if if it's coming on Netflix, I like to send trailers because I'm like, well, if it's coming on Netflix, it'll probably show up on your page. Something like this, you know, oh, she got hit by a car and now he's going to do – he has a particular set of skills
2: and uh, (laughs) –
0: Yeah, I don't know. It just didn't look very good.
1: Um, and then I sent you one for Disney Pixar's Turning Red. So we've got Encanto, and now we've got Turning Red. Turning Red is the one where this girl, when she gets stressed out, turns into a red panda.
0: Yeah, that was kind of weird, right? It, it is weird.
1: I, I guess maybe I need a little more backstory on it. Mhm. Um, Same here. Yeah. Yeah. It didn't look bad, but at the same time, I'm not rushing right out for it.
0: Um, Um, Real quick, you sent me the news that Evil Dead's coming back to theaters with one of those uh, uh, Fathom events on October 7th. So we're going to have to try to make that work, even though I've seen it in theaters before and seen it at the drive-in. I don't give a shit. Right. If they're playing it in Brunswick, we're going to find our way there. Yep. Um.
1: <laughs> this wasn't so much of well it was a free guy trailer but it was Deadpool
0: and Korg reacting to it. This, is this probably was the best fucking thing I've seen. fantastic. It was so I loved good. at the the beginning of it starts with um uh well you guys see how you guys really like my reaction trailer to uh, what was it?
1: It was something ridiculous which yeah. you didn't have
0: a reaction to. Right. But hold on. Deadpool maximum reactions, that's right. Well hello there and what's up reaction faction. It's Deadpool. Don't forget to smash that subscribe button and follow me on Patreon. Cruella trailer reaction. Oh that's right. Where are the fucking dogs?
1: (laughs) 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 It just gets better from there. It like, really yeah, does. I'm officially in the MCU now. And it's Korg. And he's like, really? This yeah. is who we've got. But it's because Taika Waititi is the director of free guy as well. Yes. And I love how they just, they get in all those things. You know, I, I, I heard he's a really nice guy.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: No, I thought that was fantastic. I, I, I loved it as oh. I told you out fucking standing.
1: Yeah. it It's fucking great. Um, And then right along those lines, the next one was the teaser for season three of what we do in the shadows.
0: I, it was short and I loved it. Yes, absolutely. Um, Loved
2: it.
1: I've seen further trailers since then of them. Like they're trying to clean out the house. And at one point, Nadja has the cursed hat. She's like, get this thing out of the house. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
0: I don't know why, and it's it's I can't believe it's only the third season. It feels like it's had more than that. Yeah, yeah. That, well, I mean, it had the movie too, so I mean, that probably does help. Uh, Modern Love season two. I honestly didn't watch the trailer very much, but we're gonna I'm gonna watch the show on Amazon.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, oh. they put Kit Harrington front and center.
0: Well, yeah. Okay.
1: You know, they're trying to bank on the star trailer. Yeah. Um, we got a teaser for the Chucky TV series on Sci-Fi.
0: I'll watch it. It's on now, USA and Sci-Fi.
1: Yes. Uh, I will tell you this was one of my news pieces, but it fits in right here. So apparently they were talking about it. The creator was talking about it, and um, they've been budgeted ten f bombs per episode. Holy cow! That's a lot. They're, yeah, they're allowed to have. And he said, and part of me wanted to take one episode and like not have Chucky swear at all the entire episode. And then at the very end, just turn to the camera and go fuck, 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 fuck. And I was like, that's fucking great. I would love that.
0: That would have been, that would have been fucking great. Um, but yeah,
1: You yeah. F-
0: yeah. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. I'll, I'll watch it. I mean, I've watched every other Chucky movie that's come out some good, some terrible, but Yeah. Yeah. Um, the trailer you sent me for the Disney plus documentary stunt man. Where the fuck did this come from, dude? Like (laughs) this, a guy who idolized an evil Kinesis who became a stuntman, And he actually does the snake river Canyon jump. And I hadn't heard fucking nothing about this. Like that blew me away. I cannot wait to watch this. I, I,
1: as soon as I saw it, I was like, Mike needs to see this because a Mike's a big fan of stuntmen. B likes mm-hmm. a big fan of documentaries and yes. C Mike's a big
0: evil Knievel fan. So yeah. it yeah. all fucking hits. It really did. So I'm pretty fucking excited about this. Uh, what did you think of naked singularity? Weird. Yeah. Like
1: it's got so many stars in it and it seems like it's something that I should want to watch,
0: but and I don't why know. Why is he holding a katana? I, I know. That doesn't make any sense. He's a he's a he's a fucking public defender. Why is he holding katana? <laughs> like, not even in the trailer does it allude. Does he have ninja powers or or whatever? Like, it didn't make any sense.
1: No. It, it didn't. And then to see him like, yeah, wielding it in the trailer and stuff. I'm like, cause I saw it on the little screenshot and I'm like, that's kind of weird. And then in the trailer, he's using it in a couple of places. And I'm like, why? Who the fuck uses the sword? Who's like a public
0: yeah. defense. What? It, it didn't what? make any sense. It no, didn't it make didn't. any sense. No, I, I
1: don't know that I'll care to yeah. watch it, but
0: um, I sent you the trailer. Welcome to Flatch. It's a Fox series with Sean, William Scott and Aya cash.
1: So here's the thing. Um, this gives me a lot of office vibes. And then when yep. it was like from the people who made the office um, and I was talking to Julie about this and we both had the same thought. I would watch this for I a cash and Sean William Scott in a heartbeat because yes. I a cash is everything. And Sean William Scott is amazing. and hasn't been on anything recently. Uh, yep. Their interactions with the camera seemed awesome. However, it really feels like this show is primarily gonna focus on those two teenagers and I couldn't care less about them. Like I don't want to follow them and see their story. So yeah. that drew me away from it, but I will check it out to see what Aya and Sean do. What what were your thoughts?
0: Basically the same. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, no. Sincerely, like just basically the same thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I'll i check it out. Uh, I would definitely watch it for Aya Cash and yeah. Shaw William Scott, so that's going to make me want to watch it. I'm not a fan of The Office. I know right. people love it. Great. I'm not a fan. Plain and simple. Mm. So, um, yeah, it'll be interesting, I guess. Yeah. That's one word for it. Yeah. Uh, and then you also
1: sent me the trailer for Jellystone. What the Your fuck was that? Right. Reaction. Right. I, I'm seeing these weird, deformed versions of all these Hanna Barbera characters. Yeah. And I'm like, oh yeah, look, it's augie Doggy. Oh yeah, look, it's um. Can't even remember their names, but like it doesn't matter. It's
0: it's yeah. y- uh, Yogi, and Boo Boo Bear, and 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 yeah. No, it doesn't look good at all.
1: No, it looks really cheesy. In fact, it looks so bad that today I saw that there's a trailer out there for uh, Chip and Dale Park Life, and I avoided looking at it or sending it because I'm like, Jellystone looks so terrible, I'm now soured to all of these.
0: Yep.
2: Ugh.
1: Um. So,
0: <laughs> brand new cherry flavor. Uh, I, No. What the
1: fuck was that?
0: Yeah, I don't I don't know. That just seemed weird. It, Plain and I, simple.
1: Like, I watched it. I read the description. Then I watched it, and I'm like, what did I just fucking watch? Like, it doesn't look good. It doesn't look like anything.
0: Yep. Yeah, no, it doesn't look good at all.
1: Um And then we've got the last duel. Jody Comer, Matt.
2: Matt Damon.
0: So I I I, I love Jodie Comer. Mm-hmm. You know, Beach. like I I, I, I love Jodie Comer. I I will watch whatever she's in. Um, this is supposed to be based on true stories. Yeah. Or a true a true story, if you will. It felt um, very Arthurian. It did. It looks it looks good. Don't you think?
1: It looks good, but it also looks like the politics are going to outweigh the um, action. And not saying that I need action, but I feel like it's going to be more of a uh, a political episode of Game of Thrones than a good episode yeah. of Game of
0: Thrones. Right. So it's supposed to be, it's 14th century France, it's Marguerite de Fimbleville. And basically she claims her best friend's husband raped her, and so they're going to have a duel to the death. Trial by combat. Right. And apparently it's the last legally sanctioned duel in France's history, which surprises me because it's the 14th century. Mm. Um, it was written by Ben Affleck and Matt Damon.
1: Oh, so it's goodwill hunting with swords
0: and Nicole Holy. I don't know. She's written some other shit. Um, but it stars Matt Damon with Adam driver and then Jody Comer and then Ben Affleck's also in it in a supporting role. Uh huh. Um, but yeah, I, I, I plan on, on watching it.
1: I, I will definitely check it out. I don't have like huge excited high hopes for it, but yeah. So. And then the yeah. final one that just came out today that I sent you is a teaser for a Netflix one called Clickbait.
2: Yep. eh. eh.
1: It, uh, eh, it looks, I don't know, like, basically this guy is, it is a great guy, allegedly, and then, like, somebody kidnaps him and makes him hold up a sign that says that he assaults women and he's a terrible person, and when this video gets 5 million views, he'll be killed. Yep. But the title is Clickbait, so
0: yeah is really i guess we'll find out if we watched it i mean so yeah that's all the trailers and some news do you have any other news you wanted to share i do do you i have i have a bit i have a news article i'd like to point out go for it uh this kind of came out of the blue and i just randomly ran across this um Uh, essentially csi is coming back really yeah it's called csi vegas okay it's going to be on cbs october 6 2021 is the first episode it is a sequel and epilogue of csi crime scene investigation the original scene series in vegas um here's what's kind of neat i guess i don't, I don't know maybe it, maybe it's not but like the first original csi series ran from 2000 to 2015 and we had 15 seasons and then they did like a two-hour movie finale uh, and then they had csi miami that ended in 2012 and csi new york that ended in 2013 and then they did cbs cyber which fucking suck and ended in 2016 so we haven't had a csi show in five years if you will wow and um yeah and uh now uh, with this new CSI show called CSI Vegas it brings back William Peterson as Gil Grissom and he is returning as his character and he had left the show in like you know like season 5 or 6 or something like that Uh, Georgia Fox is coming back as Sarah Seidel and we're also going to get David Hodges back who is one of the main like big um, csi text in the lab if you will and apparently um uh paul guilfoyle is coming back as jim brass for a couple episodes but there's also a lot of new characters we're going to meet so i I really enjoyed the first csi i did watch every episode of that so um i'm curious i'd like to see what they do with if you think about it 21 years after the original season aired technology has changed a lot so that'll be interesting to see how they do that yeah so, um, yeah, I'm kind of curious about it. Looking forward nice. to it.
2: Nice. That's
0: cool. Yeah. What you got? I don't have, I don't have a lot. Um, uh,
1: we talked about it a bit earlier, but apparently they're already working on a sequel to the Tomorrow War. Oh, yeah, really? They're going to have Tomorrow War part two. So is this going to be five movies wrapped up in one? Like, I, I don't know. But yeah, they're going to make a sequel. Um, this is interesting. Matthew Vaughn, the guy who did um, First Class and uh, Days of Future Past and then went on to do the Kingsman movies. His next one is going to be a movie called Argyle. And it's a new action franchise. It's going to be like a spy thriller, but it's based on the soon-to-be-launched spy novel Argyle from author Ellie Conway follows the world's greatest spy Argyle as he's caught up in a globetrotting adventure. Um, and Argyle will be the first of three films in the franchise. It's set in America, London, and multiple locations across the world. mm mm-hmm. um, Henry Cavill will be in it. Sam Rockwell, Bryce Dallas Howard, Brian Cranston, Catherine O'Hara, John Cena, Sam Jackson.
0: That's a, yeah. that's a cast
1: and a half. That, that's a cast and a half right there, my friend.
2: Yeah.
1: So I, and I loved all of Matthew Vaughn's stuff so far, so I'm definitely down for this. Nice. Um, we know Loki's getting a second season. Oh, so they've announced that Deb, morgan is now going to be in the dexter revival as well how the same way john lithgow is Oh, flashback scenes or something it's either going to be flashbacks or ghost type things you know like ha- not not full-on ghost spirit hauntings but like haunting memories type of thing sure Um. so yeah she's going to be there uh, apparently black widow did really well at the box office the first week. And then it tanked harder than any other Marvel movie. And mm-hmm. the American theater association is pissed at Disney saying that it's their fault because of allowing people to pay 30 bucks to get it on Disney plus.
0: That's what I did. Yeah.
1: I, I can't wait to see what happens with, um, suicide squad
0: which is going to be on HBO max and the movie yeah. theaters. Yeah. Well, I, realistically I looked at it and I wanted to take my kids to go see it, but I really didn't kind of have time because we were going camping and I had a lot to do the weekend before and the weekend after, and they all wanted to see it. And, you know, it was going to cost me like 35 bucks to take them to the theater to watch it. Plus, you know, buying snacks or whatever. So I just said, fuck it. And I spent twenty-nine ninety-nine. And I got it on Disney Plus, which I now own the movie, apparently, and um, watched it from home and they watched it. So we didn't we didn't even end up watching it together, but we watched it. And that's all that mattered. Kane and I talked about it after the fact, you know, that was the other fun thing. Kane and I watched every episode of Loki together and we watched all three of the Fear Street movies. Like we made a point to watch the three of them together. So that was kind of cool.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that is cool. Um,
0: um but anyhow, so yeah, that, that's that's what I did. It was it was a cheaper price point for me.
1: Right. Yeah, that makes sense in that case. Yeah. For me, it was twenty two dollars to get the two of us into the drive in. So.
0: Yeah. So see, doing. it was it was that was a cheaper price point for you. Yep. Not that we yeah. have
1: to be cheap, but you know, in well, this no. world, it's it kind of pays to, yeah. Yeah. Um. So my last piece of news. I feel like I've given this news before. I, I feel like like even my note says, no, really this time. Uh, <laughs> but, but apparently Clerks 3 is coming. Okay. Uh, Lionsgate has acquired the worldwide distribution rights. It's actually in pre-production. Um, filming will begin in New Jersey next month. Kevin Smith has written the film screenplay. He'll be directing. All major cast members are set to return, including Jeff Anderson as Randall, Brian O'Halloran as Dante, um, Silent Bob, Jay Muse, uh, Rosario Dawson will be back to play Becky. Yep. So.
0: And, and they're yeah. going to film when? Next month.
1: Starting August? next
0: month. August. Yep. Well, you know Brian O'Halloran and Jason Muse and and um, Randall can't think of his name. Jeff Anderson. They're yep. all supposed to be at the Bangor Comic Con in October.
1: Oh, interesting.
0: Yeah, they were announced says- for last year. They were announced for this year. So I wonder if they'll either, A, not be going because they're filming or if they'll actually still be going. Um, we met Brian O'Halloran at, the, at, uh, you know, at um, Rhode <laughs> oh, Island Comic Con. Yep. So I'm cool there. I don't really care about meeting Jason Mewes, if I'm being honest. No, no I don't either. Uh, but I would love to meet Jeff Anderson. So Quite frankly, that would be cool.
1: They've got a quick synopsis. It says the film will be taking a page out of Smith's personal life story, as it will start with Randall surviving a heart attack, just as Smith did a couple of years ago. Randall okay. will enlist the help of his friends to then make a movie about his life back at the convenience store where they worked all those years ago. Okay, I, I can get behind that. It, the more Randall I have, the better. Like, yeah, he was always the character that I related to the most, that I enjoyed He's the most.
0: Kind of honestly, same. Yeah. Yeah, the same. So yeah,
1: basically they're they're going to do that, and I like it. So hopefully, I, again, like I said in my notes, Clerks three is coming. No, really, this time.
0: Yeah, like, allegedly.
1: Allegedly.
0: Yes, yes, that's my that's my term, allegedly. Yeah. Yeah, you say that a lot. Yeah, because I have trust issues, and mm-hmm. I'm yeah. a, I believe it when I see it, type of guy. Yeah. So. Oh, hell. All right. Well, that's cool. I think that's about it. Well, I know that's it for me. And uh, this is the first episode in a few weeks, to be honest, where I feel like we had a lot to talk about. Yeah. And it was a lot to talk about that I enjoyed talking about as opposed to uh, what's been happening, which is, yeah, uh, then I watch this. It because,
2: sucks.
0: Uh, <laughs> yeah, because it feels like everything I've watched has been garbage. Yeah. So that was, that was that was really refreshing this week <laughs> to have watched so many things that we enjoyed. Right. Because even um, Sword of Trust was good. Mm-hmm. You know, again, I, it didn't pass the I'll watch it again test, and either it did War of Tomorrow or the Tomorrow War, whatever it is. But um, I enjoyed everything I watched. I would totally watch the Fear Street movies again. Nice. The Fear Street movies are movies that if they came out on home video, I would buy them probably.
2: Mm,
1: I, yeah, I friggin yeah. enjoy these way more than I thought. And like I said, it's a further testament that Julia doesn't like horror and she got hooked on them just as hard as I yep. did. So,
0: yeah, Yeah, that those are definitely movies I would add to the collection. Yep, I could see that. And I don't add movies to my collection very much anymore. Me either. Yep. And truthfully, 1978 was my favorite one of the three. But the way they tied all three of them in together, it's so enjoyable.
1: Mm, I can't wait to finish it.
0: And someone who hadn't watched any of them said to me, does it matter what order you watch them in? Yes, it absolutely does. You need to watch 94, then 78, then 1666. And you'll really understand why you need to watch them that order when you finish 1666. Gotcha. Yeah so can't wait but anyhow uh you can find me on twitter you know if they haven't suspended my account again i'm superstar ml
1: i'm the quantum geek g33k and
0: that's the show
1: we'll talk to you next week
0: for real (laughs) yeah realsies